Well, happy Thursday morning, everybody. Today in our Bible reading plan for our devotion, we are in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Uh, these chapters in 2 Chronicles uh, parallel the chapters we, we looked at in, in 1 Kings. And so today we're going, going to be in, in chapter 7 because they've dedicated the, the temple and uh, they're, they're celebrating. And um, after that is all over with, God appears to Solomon and talks to him. And there's a verse in, in what God, in, in this description in chapter 7 of 2 Chronicles, there's a verse uh, that's, that shares with us some of what God said to Solomon. And it's a verse that uh, we quote a lot, uh, it's preached from a lot, especially when people talk about America needing revival and praying for America. But I'm not sure we fully and accurately understand the verse. I think sometimes we, we lift it out of context and misapply it. Um, it can inform how we pray for America, but I think if that's where your focus is, you're missing the power of this verse. And, and so I want us to look at it. Uh, the verse is verse 14. And if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from America, hear from, <laughs> I got tongue tied there, didn't I? Then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. And so we often quote that verse and talk about we need revival in America and how to pray for America. But I think we're, we're kind of missing the depth of teaching that is here. The, you know, context context matters when understanding Scripture, and context means you look at what is said before and after a verse to get the full picture of the context. And so the context sort of begins in verse 12. The Lord appeared to Solomon at night. And so God says to Solomon in verse 12, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. What prayer? The prayer that Solomon prayed during the dedication of the temple that we talked about briefly yesterday. And he says, and, 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 and in verse 13, God is quoting some of Solomon's prayer. If I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, in other words, there's a drought, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, locusts eat all the crops, creates hardship, or if I send pestilence, uh, among my people, disease and other issues. If I do that, and then my people who are called by my name humble themselves, etc. Now, so the context is God appears to Solomon and says, Solomon, I heard the prayers you prayed when the temple was dedicated. And so if there are those bad days and your people do these things, then I will forgive their sin and heal. Well, go back and look at the prayer. The prayer is found in chapter 6 of Chronicles, starting at verse 12. And in 1 Kings chapter 8 that we looked at yesterday, starting at verse, uh, verses uh, 22 and following is that prayer. And, 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 it, and it's really clear in Kings, especially 1 Kings 8, because um, what he says uh, in verse 30, so I'm just going back to 1 Kings so you can understand what he's saying in Chronicles. In 1 Kings 8.31, if a man sins against his neighbor um, and he comes to the house of God, hear from heaven 
and, uh, and forgive him. In verse 33, if your people, if, if your people Israel are defeated before an enemy because they have sinned against you, God, they, they sin so they lose a war. And, and they come to your house and make supplication, then hear from heaven and forgive their sin. In verse 35 of 1 Kings 8, when the heavens are shut up and there's no rain, there's drought because they have sinned, and then they, they pray, come to this place and they pray, hear from heaven, forgive their sin. Um, in verse 37, if there's famine in the land, Pestilence, blight, mildew, locust, grasshopper, the enemy besieges them in battle, whatever their sickness is, and they repent of their sin. Verse 39, hear from heaven and on and on he goes. In other words, during the dedication in Solomon's prayer to God, his prayer was that any time the people of Israel sin and it brings problems on the nation and they come to the temple, turn toward the temple, and they pray and they repent, God, please hear from heaven and forgive them and heal them. So, what we're reading in 2 Chronicles 7 is God saying, Solomon, I heard your prayer, and I'm going to answer that prayer. So in verse 13, if those bad things happen, uh, famine, drought, pestilence, and then my people, like you said, if this happens and then they come to the temple and they repent and they, they pray and they repent, hear from heaven and forgive them. God is saying in, in 2 Chronicles 7, if they do that and my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Same phrase, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Now listen. This is... Solomon praying on behalf of the people of Israel, God's people, and God saying to Solomon in answer to that prayer, when my people, when Israel sins, and when my people, Israel repents, then I will do this. Listen, America is not Israel. America is not God's people. America is a secular nation. Yes, Christians live here, always have great influence, but it's a nation. God's people today is not America, it's us. It's the church. It's disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus. If we want to accurately apply this verse, we don't apply it to America. We apply it to ourselves as the people of God. And so when we as God's people, as disciples, when we as the church live righteously and obey God, he blesses us and our families. He blesses the place where we live. When we as God's people, as the church, as followers of Jesus, sin and disobey God, he disciplines us and our families and the place where we live. What he's saying, the application for us is the sin is ours. The discipline is because of us. The ones who need to repent are us. And we will either bless or curse America, 
by what we as the people of God do when it comes to living righteously and then repenting of our sin. And let's just be honest. The average person who goes to church today doesn't live much differently than the average person that doesn't go to church. There should be a marked difference between people who are truly following Jesus and those who are not. As we saw at the end of Solomon's charge to the people yesterday when they dedicated the temple, our whole hearts are to be devoted to the Lord and we are to obey him. And when there is sin in the church, just like there is in the culture, the problem's not the culture, it's the church. The country will never be any stronger than God's people are righteous. This verse is not talking to America. This verse is talking to God's people, to us, to the church. Now, we have an impact on this nation. But until we take this verse to heart about ourselves, about our sin, our wicked ways, our lack of humility, our lack of seeking God, our lack of repentance, Nothing's going to change. I don't care how many laws we pass. This is a spiritual problem. It's a problem of righteousness and godliness that, that starts among the people of God, the house of God. Maybe it's uh, appropriate this chapter in our reading plan is today because Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, is election day. I want to encourage you to do three things. Go vote. Vote your convictions. Go vote. I encourage you to do the second thing. Pray. Pray. Number three, repent of any and all sin in your life. Repent of the sin that is in the church. Because until God's people are holy, our land will continue to struggle. That's the message of this verse in this chapter. It starts with God's people getting ourselves right with the Lord. And then God blesses us and where we live. That's the message of 2 Chronicles 7. I'll see you tomorrow.